Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Of all the cities in the world, if one rises to great prominence in the Christian world above all other, that would be the city of Jerusalem. Still the focus of much news in the political arena and also of great significance to Christians and Christianity along with the Jews and Muslims. The land in which Jerusalem is located is described as the Holy Land. People do tours to the Holy Land. I have visited uh, Jerusalem several times. Today's Jerusalem is like any other city. It has got a fairly large population, people living in there, hundreds, thousands of tourists going through daily. Jerusalem got its significance because David, after he became king, moved his capital to Jerusalem. Also, he had a desire to build a temple to the Lord, and that is the place the Lord chose for the temple to be built. It just so happens that this was the place where Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his son Isaac, although God had no intention for him to go through with it. But he almost went through the, the full obedience of offering up his son Isaac on Mount Moriah, which is in Jerusalem. And God stopped him just as he was about to bring the knife down and said, I know that now you fear me because you are willing to offer your son in obedience to my command. Jerusalem is the focal point of Old Testament history following the time of David through the division of the kingdom. And also when we come to the New Testament, when our Lord Jesus was here on earth, the temple was still there. And he goes to Jerusalem every year. He is crucified outside of Jerusalem, buried outside it, rises again, and even ascends to heaven from the Mount of Olives just outside of the city. This Jerusalem is used also by the Old Testament prophets symbolically to refer to the southern kingdom as the capital of the nation of Judah, often referred to also as Jerusalem, the capital. In the Old Testament history, this Jerusalem underwent God's judgment because of the people's rejection of God and His covenant. Judah was sent into exile. Jerusalem, the city, was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. God in His covenantal faithfulness allowed the people to come back, the city to be rebuilt, the temple to be rebuilt. So it's the rebuilt temple from the post-exilic return, later renovated, improved by Herod, that is the temple in the days of the Lord Jesus. But Old Testament religion now becomes associated with Jerusalem. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the believers in Galatia, in his epistle, chapter 4, makes a whole set of contrasts between those who belong to God through promise and those who are connected to the line of Abraham merely in the flesh. And this whole system of analogy comes to a conclusion where he focuses on Jerusalem. Jerusalem in Paul's day represents Judaism, which remains in hostility to the Messiah. And some with great loyalties to the law of Moses, had penetrated into the church 
to impose Judaism and its regulations on now Christ followers. The early Christians, the disciples themselves, understood that Christ in some ways had brought an end to the reign of the law. He is the fulfillment of the law. He fulfills all righteousness for the sake of believers. We do not have the same relationship to the law of Moses or any part of Pharisaic law in the, in the manner and mindset with which the Pharisaic religion or Judaism was following it in that day. The relationship to God now is through a change of heart and through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul would connect this to uh, the fulfillment of the promise God gave through Abraham. And that promise was brought down and fulfilled through the line of Isaac, who was the promised descendant of Abraham, ultimately coming to focus on Christ. So when the Apostle Paul set up his contrast between two systems of law and of faith, he connects the law with bondage, bondage to external regulation and rules. He finds a symbol for that in Hagar, who for a brief time was Abraham's wife at Sarah's insistence in order to beget a child, the child born through that being Ishmael. Paul compares this natural connection to Abraham to the law-insisting, Judaizing elements of his day. And he connects that with Jerusalem. So when we come to Galatians chapter 4, in verse 26 we read, But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. So there's, in Paul's system of analogy, comparison, there's an earthly Jerusalem which stands for religion in its ancient and old form. A system of external regulations having to do with the loss of do's and don'ts and touch and don't touch and observe this and don't observe that. There's the true life of God which has to do with a change of heart and a, a, a new disposition toward God empowered by the indwelling spirit whom God gives freely to those who trust him. This is now represented in Paul's words by Jerusalem above. Galatians 4.26, the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. Earthly Jerusalem is still mother to those who are under bondage to the law. Christ has set us free from the bondage to the law through his work, entirely by his merit and his effort and his perfect obedience to the will of God the Father. And in Christ, then, we are brought to freedom and we have a new affiliation. Our affiliation is not to the law that God gave through Moses on Mount Sinai, which now is represented, in Paul's day, represented by the Jerusalem establishment and Judaism. Our affiliation is with the great hopes brought to us even in the prophetic words of a future day when the people of God are identified by those who have the new life. They are converted. They're... they're Heart has been changed, and they have been given God's Spirit, and they know God. So here he quotes the prophet Isaiah from Isaiah chapter 54. For it is written, Apostle Paul says in Galatians 4.27, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. The, the prophet Isaiah is waxing uh, lyrically 
concerning a future Jerusalem, future Zion. In fact, this chapter comes right on the heels of Isaiah 53, the suffering servant, the one who has borne our iniquities and carried away our diseases, the one who was put to death for the sake of sinners. He bore our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. So following the account of the suffering servant of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah 54 opens to a great song of rejoicing and exaltation, speaking about a future Jerusalem, future Zion, who has abundant children. She, the one who was barren, from whom came no children for God in the sense that Jerusalem that goes into exile, that is destroyed, that is out of favor with God, has been in unbelief toward the living and true God. He sees a future day of restoration when God's people will be those who are converted and changed and have joy and rejoicing in God. So he sees a Zion in a future day, Jerusalem in a future day, which bears many children for, of righteousness. Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children, this desolate one, now has more children than the one who is married. So he rightly sees this as foretelling things which are fulfilled in the Messiah. In the day of the Messiah, there will be a vast people of God who are in a right relationship with God. This has got current application in our day because the gospel is bearing fruit, bringing many who are made children of God and have a permanent affiliation with the heavenly kingdom, a heavenly kingdom that is represented here by the future Jerusalem. In our understanding of scripture, a day is coming when Christ will let return. He will come again. The prophet Zechariah says his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives and God will be king in Jerusalem. That is Isaiah, Zechariah chapter 14. So God will return in the person of the Messiah. His feet will stand on the Mount of Olives again from where he actually ascended up to heaven and he will come and establish his kingdom here on earth. And then that day, even the earthly Jerusalem will become combined with the heavenly Jerusalem. That will be the rule of heaven on earth where the Messiah is reigning out of Jerusalem. So this Jerusalem is set forth in a way symbolically as a metaphorical mother of all who are believers. The eschatological or end time Zion is really the city of God. And everyone who is now a child of God is affiliated with that city. In Galatians 4.28, the apostle will say, Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. The promise given to Abraham is fulfilled through Jesus, the great descendant of Abraham. All who have come to faith in Christ, the descendant of Abraham, enter into the promise of blessing. Abraham was blessed because he put his trust in God. Everyone who puts his or her trust in God by trusting in the work of Christ on their behalf enter into the same blessing and receive righteousness. And we are adopted into the family of God, into the kingdom of God. 
And a day will come where we will spend our life in the presence of God. And a day will come when Jerusalem, in a way, a heavenly Jerusalem will descend and settle down on here on earth when the Lord Jesus himself comes down and reigns here on earth. So a believer's loyalty is not to earthly establishments, which consist of merely external religion. Our loyalty is to heaven itself, because our life is now the life of God through faith in Christ. Our citizenship is from heaven, from where we await a Savior, who will one day, when he comes, transform our lowly bodies into the likeness of his own glorious body, by the same power by which he will bring all hostility to be subject to his authority. A day is coming when the Lord Jesus shall return. A day is coming when the Lord Jesus will reign on this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords over all nations, over the entire earth, ruling out of Jerusalem. But there is then a metaphorical, symbolic Jerusalem, and our loyalties are to that. Because that represents the promise, and that represents the hope, and all the blessing that comes to humanity through the Lord Jesus Christ, the great son of Abraham. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.